So there was a report that the University of Tennessee was caught sending recruits money, right? I'm not mad at that. I am not mad. Shout out to my boy Mike OTR. I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get to them Ravens in a minute, Mike. But Mike, let me tell you why I'm not mad at that. I know about the dark side of, uh, of recruiting. I know about this. But let me tell you why I'm mad. <laughs> they put it in a McDonald's bag. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? If you're go- if you want to piss me off less. At least put it inside of a Happy Meal. That's the least you could do. What do they do? They put it inside of a, a paper brown McDonald's bag. How lazy could you be? Don't think, don't look, don't get me wrong. That's small. I see what you're doing. You know, kids, yo, a lot of, you know, and this, this is a new wave of kids. And as popular as McDonald's, is, was, will ever, will always be, I feel like because they're looked at as a money sign, and don't, and, 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 and don't mistake what I just said, as soon as you enter a sport, you already have in value. Now, that value might start off low, might start off high, depending on who you are or who your parents are. But you have a value to you. You have a value to the game as soon as you start playing sports. You're not even looked at as a child anymore. You know what I mean? But you're sneaking funds to potential players, potential recruits in McDonald's. I'm going to find it next to the apple pie. There's not a lot of kids that really eat McDonald's like that because there's so many other choices. And a lot of kids are caught on to the new wave, Chick-fil-A, Raising Cane's. As unseasoned as it is, they love it. That bread is fire, though. Don't get me wrong. That toasted bread is fire. That garlic bread is, is, is one. It's one for the ages. But they're, so, they're, they're into so many other fast foods. Like, McDonald's has, has really grown to be the... Uh, and, and maybe that's why they did it. <laughs> and maybe that's why they got caught. <laughs> but you know what, man? I'm not mad at it. It's nothing to me, you know, recruiting like that. I mean, paying cash, I'm, you know, I'm not worried about that. When you find out how much these uh, programs, these coaches, these athletic directors, et cetera, how much they get paid, I don't care about them. I don't care about them bending the rules to get recruits and shit like that. I really don't. But let's get to it, man. I told y'all about those Buffalo Bills. Mike, I told you about those Buffalo Bills. Before they played my Raiders early on in the season, I said, watch out for Buffalo. You don't have Brady in the AFC East anymore. So it was wide open. The Jets are trash, and Miami was um, was flip-floppy. You know, they're, they're one of, you know who you know who the Miami Dolphins are? The Miami Dolphins are the Phoenix Suns. You know what I mean? Like we expect them to be bad, but they have great pieces. You know what I mean? And it's like, are they a playoff team or are they not a playoff team? Now, Miami, they didn't make it to the playoffs, but they could have. You know, that's kind of how I look at this Phoenix team, but that's always, well, I ain't going to say I've always looked at Phoenix because I've never looked at Phoenix Suns as a playoff team prior to CP3 going there. 
You know what I mean? But when you look at this Miami team, you know, they got a rookie quarterback. You know what I mean? And then, but, you know, they, they also had Fitzpatrick, who, who seems like he never ages. I mean, it seems like his beard gets longer. You know, they got one of the top DBs over there. So the AFC East is wide open. And then you got, I mean, and the reason why I didn't bring up the Patriots is because we've seen what they were going through. Cam is not the answer, you know. Um, Belichick just ain't got his guy. You know, and that's and that's really not on him. Like, I can't really put I can't really put the downfall of the Patriots on Belichick. Not at all. It's more so on the owner than anything. Um, so that leaves the Buffalo Bills. And to me, I would say I was telling cats that the Buffalo Bills are the most balanced team. And what I mean by that is that they don't have an elite quarterback. Josh Allen is not elite just yet. Does he have the opportunity to? And I, and it's by their standards, not by my standards. You know what I mean? And even by my standard, I don't consider him elite, but I, I consider him a cat that I would have as my quarterback. You know what I mean? Their standard of an elite quarterback, you would have to ask them, but it's pretty much the Patrick Mahomes, the Drew Brees, the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's of the world. Those are the elite quarterbacks of the league, right? Maybe a couple of others you could throw in there. Um, but Josh Allen... Because of his rough start, because of his draft drama, and and you know his his slow start, so to speak, he's not elite just yet. He might have to win a Super Bowl, or he might can you know keep his career on a steady or or, or a consistent trajectory, like going up. For him to be considered like maybe he might need another season for us to not for us, for them to believe that he's an elite quarterback. Or maybe he just gotta put up those numbers and get to the playoffs consistently to be considered an elite quarterback. What are those numbers? I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Maybe it has to be somewhere roughly between thirty-five to forty touchdowns, less than seven or eight interceptions. You know what I mean? And 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 thirty-five to I would say Probably somewhere between 35, no, not 35, I would say 4,000. Somewhere between four, somewhere between four and five. That's pretty hard to do, bro. But at, not at least he's out there hooping, you know what I mean, in football form. And then they have a solid defense. Everything about this Buffalo team is just solid, you know what I mean? They got reliable running backs in rotation. They got a steady court. They got a gunslinger, Josh Allen. And besides him, I don't even want to call him a gunslinger because when you think of a gunslinger, you think of the Brett Favre. You bring, you think of the uh, Philip Rivers. You know what I'm saying? Cast that that's in that pocket that's just slanging that thing. You know what I'm saying? Funny looking, throwing motion or whatever, but they will throw that thing right. Um, Josh Allen will actually run and get up out of that pocket. <laughs> he ain't no goddamn statue. He would, and he's a big boy. That's the cool part about it. Like he's a big, he's a big quarter. He's a solid, big quarterback. Um, and then you have Stefan Diggs. I'm not sure if y'all want to call him elite or not. I would definitely take him. He's a number one receiver on most, if not all, teams. You know. Then you look at that defense. They just have solid players. A lot of no namers. And what I mean by no namers is like you don't see none of these cats on any commercials. With any type of endorsements. You know what I mean? But they play. They play. 
smaller market as far as as far compared to the other teams that we've been accustomed to. You know what I mean? Even though the Buffalo Bills have a history back in the '90s, and we all know what that is. Four Super Bowls, you know, and and having big having been back since, and I gave them a chance to beat Baltimore, and I did. And everybody knows the likeness of Lamar Jackson. We all are aware of this. We watched him in college, and we damn sure watched him in Baltimore. And the questions that had has always been, and I'm not gonna lie, I was one of them. I was one of them. You know what I mean? And I'm no quarterback whisperer, you know, and I'm not the one to critique uh, a person's mechanics. But when you see his style of play, he could be the most dangerous to the opponent and the most dangerous to himself if the proper play calling is not there or if he doesn't have the proper weapons. You know, they didn't have Mark Ingram that game for business decisions. You know what I mean? So he doesn't have a number one receiver over there. But we can't give him a pass for that because there's a lot of elite quarterbacks who don't have a quote-unquote number one receiver. Uh, I mean, I, I guess that argument is it's kind of going against me because the cast. I mean, when you look at the Patrick Mahomes and you look at the Tom Brady's and you look at the uh, Aaron Rodgers, they actually do have one solid receiver. You know, we got Mike Evans, we got Devontae Adams, you got Tyreek Evans, uh, but you also got Travis Kelsey. Pat Mahomes has the most weapons out of anybody in the league. So, you know, that, that doesn't help my argument. But there's a lot of on-the-cusp quarterbacks that don't have that type of luxury. I mean, when you look at... Baker Mayfield, um, who could have potentially beat Kansas City. I mean, yeah, he has Jarvis Landry. He has a solid tight end over there. He has two two dog running backs, you know what I mean, and Chubbs and Kareem Hunt. But he doesn't have a number one receiver. His number one receiver went out earlier this season in Odell Beckham, right? When you look at when you come to when you come to my team, the Raiders, Derek Carr definitely don't have a number one uh, number one ideal receiver. That's his tight end, you know, who is arguably the best or the second best, depending on who you ask, uh, as far as tight ends. So you got to give Josh Allen a lot of credit. Not only that, you got to give the defense a lot of credit. You got to give that coaching staff a lot of credit. Shout out to the fans. If there's two fan bases uh, in the NFL that I'd highly respect, it would be the Cleveland Browns, and it'll be the Buffalo Bills, their fan base. Why? Because a lot like the Buffalo Bills, the Cleveland Brown fan base, and I'm talking about the real fans. I'm not talking about the ones who who just now jumped back on the bandwagon. You know, or the I'm not talking about the ones who was Cleveland Brown fans and then went over to Baltimore because that Baltimore team is technically birthed from that Cleveland Browns original team. And then they brought Cleveland Browns back. You know what I mean? So I'm talking about the ones who had to sit through that because Cleveland Browns, last time they were in uh, in, in, in serious uh, playoff games and or Super Bowl matchups were, what, in the, in the early 90s, late 80s or something like that? And then you got Buffalo, who went to four straight Super Bowls, didn't win either one. That was the last time they was pretty much relevant. Now, they've had players... Here and out. I think Cleveland Brown has had the most starting quarterbacks <laughs> out of everybody. Um, but they that Cleveland team, that Cleveland team played hard and could have won. And that Buffalo team kept 
Lamar Jackson in check. I and, and my main thing was, yo, if they keep him in the pocket, if they stop him from getting loose, because if that nigga, if he get loose, it's gonna be a long day. It's gonna be a long day. But they, they, them defensive strategies, those schemes, we seen, we just got, we, we was witness to one of the longest interceptions in postseason history. It was about 103 yards or something like that. So, uh, shout out to Buffalo. I am going for them. Now, this is not my prediction because I believe in my heart that they wanted discount double check, State Farm, Super Bowl. That's Green Bay versus Kansas City. That's what I believe that they want. Aaron Rodgers versus Pat Mahomes. I believe that they want that. I can also see, I can also see the league wanting a Pat Mahomes versus Brady. You know what I mean? Brady damn near out the door. Pat Mahomes is the is the new Brady. Oh my God, whatever Pat Mahomes does is like phenomenal. Anything normal he does is going to be, they're going to put dubs on it. Or whatever. That's just what it is. That's just how it is. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. The NBA is on his way to doing that too. Like LeBron is on. He's on his way out. They gotta find somebody else. And they thought it was. They thought it was gonna be Zion. <laughs> oh no 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 no. Oh no no no. Shit is shifting. But I want Buffalo to go back to the Super Bowl. I really do. I believe Buffalo along. I, Along with my Raiders, but there's a, and there's some other teams, man. I want to see Buffalo go to the Super Bowl. I want to see my guy Aaron Rodgers win another Super Bowl because he deserves it. But I would love to see that matchup. I would love to see that matchup. You know what I'm saying? And we're also getting we're also getting a rematch from this uh, from this year. Green Bay versus uh, Tampa Bay. And the last matchup they had was not pretty. It wasn't pretty for A-Rod. And that was just one of those games. Any given Sunday, some shit can happen. Any given Sunday, some shit can happen. You know what I mean? So it's not one of those things where I got to count that against Green Bay and for Tampa Bay. It's just one of those things that you're going to remember that. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where Green Bay is going to look back at that and see what we need to work on. And Tampa Bay is going to look at that like, you know, we may not be able to come in here with that same scheme or whatever, but at least let's keep that same energy. <sighs> Drew Brees is out of here. Um, he And he had a terrible, terrible playoff game against Tom Brady, you know. Terrible. And, um, mm, mm. I, I would just say, I don't know, man. I don't know. It was reports that he would retire after the, you know, after everything was said and done. Uh, I seen the emotions or whatever. I seen it. I seen it building up. There was reports, and you know, sometimes they could be lying, but I believe that this is true because if you report something like that, you really feel that way. You know, uh, they were at home. They said he spent two hours on the field after the game with his family. And it's like, I could believe that. I could believe that. You know, because when you're on the verge of retiring, you're trying to soak everything up, man, because that's going to be it. That's going to be it. Just think about it. You've been doing something for so long. You've been doing, you've been on the same job. And majority of your career, you've been in 
New Orleans. Remember, he started out in San Diego. But majority of your career, you've been doing the same thing. Whether you was on team to team, but the, the fact that you woke up every, every year, you know what I'm saying? You went to voluntary workouts, you know what I'm saying? Training camp. You know, you sat there through, you sat there through the, the, the drafts and the free agency of watching your team build, rebuild for you. You know what I'm saying? Year after year, you've been in the war room. You've been in discussions with ownership and the coaches. And, and general managers and stuff like that, just walking into the office, which is, you know what I mean, game film and the practice field and game day. And just, you know, when the season tip off or whatever, just seeing that crowd and stuff like that, even in away games, you know, you, you remember certain things about certain stadiums and stuff like that, the cheers and the bulls. And now it comes to an halt because your body is not able to maintain that type of, uh, it's just not able to keep up. You know what I'm saying? The arm power is not there anymore. But by God, it's, it's some things that need to be addressed in, the, in New Orleans because your number one receiver, who was clearly the number one, he, had, he wasn't the number one receiver this year because of injury and fuck shit. But talent-wise, you only get my boy one. He don't even get one. He gets four targets. He gets four targets and zero. Zero catches, zero yards. Everybody has to take accountability for that. Everybody. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, well, the the matchup is set. Uh, Breeze then, since then, has come back and said he would think about it. You know what I mean? So as of right now, we don't know if he's going to retire or not. He might give you one more year. Shout out to my boy Goaty. He said the last thing that we need is for him to keep the 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 franchise hostage. And I don't think he'll pull a Brett Favre. I really don't think he'll do that. I really think that he'll either just move on or he'll just come to them and say, Yeah, you know what? I think I got one more year in me. And by God, I don't think they have a chance of winning the Super Bowl. I think his window is extremely closed. Or is, you know, like at the birds of being closed. You know what I mean? Um, unless you unless you build this this Hall of Fame type defense with the offensive players that he got, I don't think it's going to be possible for him to get back to where he's you know where he wants to be. Because I don't think if he would have got past Tampa Bay, you're not beating Green Bay. I don't think you're beating Green Bay. Um, getting to the Super Bowl, I don't think that Saints team can beat the the Bills or. I don't think he can beat the Bills or Kansas City, you know. But, you know, shout out to Drew Brees. He's going to go down as one of the top quarterbacks of all time. Definitely one of the shortest, but definitely going to go down as one of the top quarterbacks of all time. Uh, Shout out to him. But the matchups is set, man. The final four is set. We got Green Bay versus Tampa Bay. Uh, battle of, the battle of the bays, right? <laughs> uh, in the battle of the in the battle, and once again, a battle of the greats, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, a battle of the Cali boys, you know. And then we have on the other side, Buffalo versus Kansas City. Um, I would say two rising stars, but Pat Mahomes is already there. I think Josh Mahomes. I, Josh Mahomes. I think Josh Allen has a chance to say, like, look. 
You're the top dog over there in the AFC West. I'm going to be the top dog over here in the AFC East. We might meet in the playoff often. You know what I mean? And it starts It starts this Sunday. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited. Um, if I don't, if, if I didn't feel like the league was going to try to push for, because I do believe in a little bit of help from Vegas. I do believe in a little bit of help from the league because of ratings and stuff like that. So I do believe they'll have some calls or missed calls or no calls or something like that, just like in that Cleveland game. Just exactly like in that Cleveland game with that head, that helmet to helmet, where the line judge was right there and seen the whole thing. He had he had probably the best angle, you know what I mean, besides the camera. Um, I would like to see a Buffalo versus a Buffalo versus Green Bay, Buffalo versus Green Bay. But I think the true matchup, I think the best matchup would be Green Bay versus Kansas City. I think. I think a ratings uh, matchup would be Tampa Bay versus Kansas City, um, and that's about it. I think at I think I think Kansas City has to go back to the Super Bowl, but I think when you think about it, all three of these quarterbacks will be mentioned uh, for the rest of their lives. You know what I mean? Uh, you you'll still have the Drew Brees up there. You're still gonna have the Peyton Mannings up there. The Terry Bradshaw's up there. There's a lot of cats up there that got some rings. And I feel like I feel like Aaron Rodgers has been fighting for that. I, at one point, he was the best quarterback in the league. And I feel like because Brady went on his run, if Brady gets seven rings on a, in, another, in another conference, his first year being there, that's pretty much going to be like, that's it, bro we may not see another quarterback that catches him. You know, they still have Montana and Brady arguments. So, you know, there's that. But I think, to me still, I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen. Now, will he go down as the best quarterback of all time? Probably not because we don't, we're not sure how long he's going to be productive. And this will only be his second ring if he was to win. Um, so there's that <sighs> enough of football. Uh, let's close out with some basketball. My Lakers has been on a roll as of lately. They, that, that, that little winning streak came to an halt. Uh, last night we played the Warriors. Uh, Mr. Chef came through and Mr. Chef had a, to his standards, he had a basic game. I think he had what about 26 points. Um, uh, but he had to go ahead he had a go ahead. He had a couple of go ahead buckets that I think we had them down by at least fifteen at one point, and uh, the niggas came back. Golden State scratched back. They are now over five hundred. I think they were six and six coming in, and they and I've counted them out of the playoffs because I felt like. But at the same time, this is still early. You know what I mean? And um, you know we're coming up. We're we're just now coming up on, on, on almost a month of basketball, and um, so it's still fairly early. It's going to be a little bit different, but it's still fairly early, and a lot of familiar teams haven't been um, in places that I thought they will be. So for Golden State to to keep their head above water just a bit, uh, it's pretty impressive. 
as far as the team, well, I already know what Steph can do. But his teammates are they're actually stepping up, you know, and actually helping him because for him for them to pull off a for them to pull off what a three point win against my a three or two point win against my Lakers, uh, is, away is very impressive. And for home, for him to only score about twenty six points, that was pretty fucking impressive. So I'm gonna have to give my head nod to the team and the curve for that. Um, and of course, since then, <laughs> since then we had we've had Harden uh, being shipped to Brooklyn finally. And you know what? I'm I was happy for I was happy for all sides. But we seen it crash down immediately. Like Houston seems like it wants to jumpstart itself, right? But let's not that's the all ACL team. You know what I mean? Like a bunch of injury prone uh stars over there. Um shout out to the Pacers, like goddamn. You know, for you to get a promising young star, for him to not to pass the physical. And I forgot what uh, Adam Silver said, but there is a rule where if the player doesn't pass the physical, then the trade is not supposed to go through. And I'm not sure what happened. I didn't get the explanation, but that shit went through. And Braden got his ass, I mean, um, Harden got his ass to Brooklyn so fast. I mean, extremely fast. And there's been these pictures going around. Of him, you know, one minute he's out of shape in Houston, the next minute he's like he's in the best shape of his life when he gets to Brooklyn. I'm not sure what that is about. I'm not sure. I don't know if that's camera tricks, uh, camera tricks, or a waist trainer that nigga is wearing during the Brooklyn uh, game. But I know he he started out nice, dropping a, a, a what a triple double. Yeah, he wanted to get out of Houston real bad. You could tell, but. As far as Brooklyn, you know, um, Kyrie has missed the last seven games. He's finally reported back to practice. They asked him about his a uh, his COVID risk with the birthday party, um, and asked him about his exchange with ownership or with the team in general. And he took the beast mode. He took the beast mode road. And just repeated himself and said that he's just glad to be back with the team. Uh, we're not discussing anything further than that. I'm just happy to be back playing. And so recently I was on my boy Jarv. Shout out to Jarv. Shout out to Manny. We're talking about um, the Gray Area podcast and Manny with Any Given Sunday podcast. And we were discussing, the main topic was to, to discuss um, Kyrie Irving. And the thing is, I see on Twitter, I see on Instagram too, well, not so much on Instagram, but I have seen a lot of posts or uh, about Kyrie. But between Facebook, between Facebook and Twitter, you see a lot of Kyrie stands, right? Which I really didn't know he had until maybe about the last couple of years. Um, and a lot, of, I mean, a lot of cats that we all love Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? We know that he's one of the top PGs in the game. His game speaks for itself. Um, it's just that when we compare them to certain other PGs, which we do all the time, they leave one key thing out and that's his leadership. Right. But I see a lot of people try to mix in his off the court leadership with what he does on the court with the, uh, with the organization. 
And a lot of people defense will be, well, we praise LeBron for doing both. Well, that's the thing. Kyrie doesn't do both. Kyrie is probably phenomenal off the court. You know what I mean? He was the first ones to back the WNBA women, pay their salary. You know, recent um uh, recent stories has come out that he has purchased a home for um uh, Mr. Floyd's family. That was big. You know what I'm saying? And we know that Kyrie is on his advocate. We know he is, but he has also been on some soapbox shit to where he has mentioned some things that we don't really need to know or care about. But at the same time, we can appreciate it because we appreciate athletes that be that, that's transparent. But it feels like he's fishing for attention because a lot of people see him as an athlete that's pretty smart. I view him as a smart man that is athletic. It's a, it's a total difference. Like, I know that this nigga knows what he's doing. To me, it feels like he wants to go against the NBA. Period. Right? This is where I understand him. He wants to have his own league. He wants us to be in charge of the league. He wants a black-owned league. And I get that. And I get that, right? Do we have the formula for that? Not that I know of, right? Do I feel like it can possibly happen? I do. I think a lot of shit is possible. And I also believe that you do need a formula to get it started. And you need everybody on the same page. But the thing is, I, we, we never really know what page Kyrie is on. You know what I mean? When they asked him, which was a valid question, and the only reason why I say it's a valid question is because it is serious. At the same time, you know how the media is going to react to you. You know the media is here to do one thing and one thing only, is to get some type of soundbite out of you. And that's why he didn't give them what they wanted, but he knew that question was coming. He knew that question was coming before they even asked him. And the thing is, it's almost he forces them to ask something that he already knows they're going to ask him. This is where the weird shit comes in at. Because you can actually do both. Like, if you want cats just to criticize your game, that's not only valid, like, it's understandable. But when you mix the two as far as on the court and off the court issues, but you're neglecting one or the other for attention, that's where the problem comes in at. If you go in there, I don't even care if you go in and you're playing bad. We're going to criticize your game. I'm not going to say you're you're doing bad because of your social activism. Like we're not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that you choose to do this without doing this, and then you give a shitty response. When you know they're going to ask you why. You know this already. And it's a thing like, you can't be a Kobe fan and then say what Kyrie is doing is completely normal. That doesn't make any sense. It'll never make any sense. We've seen even Michael Jordan, and again, I'm saying some names that is, these are basketball gods. But even eras would show that, yo, these niggas came in to play, even if they were hungover or whatever the case may be, partied the night before, these niggas came in and played. 
point blank. Like, you, like, really think about it. Niggas act like basketball just started. You think that we've been having great basketball matchup lineups on Christmas since way back when, right? And as fans, we're greedy and we're selfish about it. But all of a sudden, when a player comes up and says, well, I don't celebrate Christmas. I think it's this, that, and the third. And you praise him for that. But then you'll tweet out, oh, I can't wait for these matchups on Christmas. Nigga, you got to pick a side. And the reason why you haven't picked Kyrie's side completely because you know he's doing some weird shit. If you want to have a birthday party without your mask, nigga, that's your business. First of all, you need to keep your people in check because they the one that's recording and sending clips out. Keep your shit tight. It's impossible to do that nowadays because everything is recorded. Everything is put on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat. So shit is going to leak out and you already know this. So if you don't want to be bothered by these questions that you know coming a mile away, then why even do it? Because it seems like you want the attention for it because you want to get some shit off. Nobody believes in that flat earth shit. You don't because you came back and apologized for it. Why apologize for some shit that you want to stand on? Or do you want to stand on it? Or do you just want to say some shit so it can be recorded so you can stay in the, in, in the public's eye? Don't get it at all. This is not about our personal beliefs in you if you can carry a team or not. Honestly, don't even care. This is not about you feeling like you need to be one of the one of our quote unquote black leaders in America because you see shit that's wrong and you and you have you you have a voice. It's not about that. It's it's about are you going to fully do what you're supposed to do in both fields without some weird shit behind it? And this goes back to the bubble when niggas was like, no, I vote against the bubble, but you wasn't playing in the first place. Had me thinking like, well, if you wasn't injured, would you have even even said anything? Because you believe, especially now with Harden being on the team, y'all have a very great chance of going to the championship and even possibly winning, right? So now we're not talking about stop playing or anything. Stephen A. told you to retire. That's his harsh words. That's him trying to get some clout. So what is it, my nigga? Are you going to come back and play or not? Is there a problem with playing? Do you not or do you not want to play during the pandemic? I don't get it. I can understand this if he came out and said everything was being masked because I was masking everything because I'm really injured. That makes total sense. It's still weird of you, but just, you know, and I get, you may not want to hear the critique or niggas criticize you about not being healthy every year or something like that. I get that part, but it's like, God, my nigga, how much, how much attention do you need? Look at all the other point guards in the league, at all of them, every single one of them. We're strictly talking about their game. Anything they do outside of that, we'll talk about that as well. But it's not like these niggas are fishing for attention. I can even say with Harden, that nigga didn't even want to talk to the media. That nigga just wanted to get to Brooklyn to go play. 
Now, I'm, shout out to my boy Goatee. The way he went about it may have been wrong, but at least that nigga didn't want to talk to nobody at first. So it's like, do you really want the attention? Because that shit going to come back to you if the production level is not there. Or if it's one of those things where you're not frontline, where we think you're supposed to be frontline, and you're not there. Then it's like, which one is it? Is it one mic or is it Uchi Wally? Like, I don't... He's back. It would be nice to see all three of them on the court to see how they're going to handle it. And we're not going to get it in one game. You know, it might take a month for us to really see how they operate with each other. You know what I mean? Because it's like, we got to see who's going to take the last shot. We got to see who's going to be able to take over. We want to see what offense they're going to run. So it might be a solid month before we see them click and, and see them get it in gel all together. Or it might take, it might not work out this season and it might work out next season. All I'm saying is stop that weird shit. Stop that weird shit and keep all your personal beliefs. Keep that shit to yourself. If you, I take that back. Only keep it to yourself if you, if you don't want to be criticized about it. Anything that you put out online, niggas already know. We already know the rules. Once you put it out there, it's okay for us to say something. So when you have when you have clips and shit of you at your birthday at a birthday party that most niggas don't even care or whatever, but when you when you work for a company that's that has strict rules because of this pandemic, and now you want to be like, nah, I just wanted to take the seven days. You want no, nah, I just wanted to take the week off. <laughs> but y'all don't consider that weird for this particular sport that's been all right, I get it. I get it. I get it. Now let this have been Curry. Let this have been Steph Curry that did this. Let this have been Westbrook that has done this. Ooh, watch this one. Let this have been Harden who had did this. You know what? Better yet. No, I'm not going to go there. But let it have been one of them. Let it have been one of them. Then it would have been an issue. We would have been on their head too, right? All right, then. Kyrie, welcome back, brother. Welcome back from that week vacation. Brooklyn has been, they've been doing just fine without you. So let's see how they do with you. You know what I mean? Would I trade Kyrie? I mean, to help build the team, I would. I don't think you need all that firepower. It's a good problem to have, I should say that. It's a fucking good problem to have. But at the same time, when there is a problem, Steve Nash got to figure that shit out. He got some personalities in that locker room. And he just got to make sure to keep them niggas away from the burner accounts. <laughs> all right, y'all. It's your boy BTG. It's been overrun. I know I've been all over the place today, but uh, schedule being pushed back and shit like that. I promise y'all I'll get back to you next week with some better some better content. But today I was just getting off my chest about Kyrie. I fuck with the Buffalo Bills heavy. Tennessee, you got to do better. <laughs> all right, man. See y'all next week.